If you have your Bibles, turn to the uh, book of John chapter 5, and I believe we are in a period of time when the most important thing in your life and in the life of your family, and especially your children, is for you to know the Word of God and to know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and for your children. And the two most important things that they need to learn, they're not going to learn in school. You're going to, unless they're going to a Christian school, and then even then you better find out. But they're going to have to learn the Word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's the most important thing you can impart to your family. And I believe that we are in a period of time now, honey, where it's more important than ever to know what is the Holy Spirit speaking to us. You know, um, Pastor Bill and I, we, we don't necessarily... Uh, confer with one another about what we think God is saying, but we we do pray and we do read our word. Uh, we we do I do a daily reading of the Word of God and and take time to pray and ask God about what's happening. Have any of you ever thought what's happening? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, God knows what's happening. Yeah. The Word of God says He understands and sees from the beginning to the end. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and and so He's the best person to ask. But uh, both of us. Uh, Pastor Bill told me last Sunday he was going to preach on the about the Holy Spirit, and I had begun to hear this message about the voice, and felt that we needed to really teach and and share who the Holy Spirit is, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and uh, in fact, I had the Lord say to me, "If you're a charismatic church, why are you not praying for people to receive?" the Holy Spirit in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, when God asked that question, he's expecting an answer. And my only answer was, well, I repent. You know, I know we talk about the Holy Spirit. We've prayed with people to receive, but sometimes there's an urgency. Everybody say an urgency. Urgency. And I know people who I could say to them, do you pray in the Holy Ghost? And they say, oh yeah, they've been saved for years. They, They know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, but they're not praying in the Holy Ghost. They're not praying in the spirit and with their understanding. They're not really putting themselves in a position for God to do some wonderful things that he wants to do in the earth, but he wants to communicate. Everybody say communicate to the body of Christ. And it says in Acts 1-8, you shall receive power. Everybody say power. Now, I don't know about you, but I have power and I have strength in my own ability, but I don't have the power of God unless I'm connected to what the Holy Spirit is telling me. And so I think it's very important. I think it's God saying there is an urgency and this is what we're supposed to be teaching in this church. You know, there's many churches that have assignments from God. This church's assignment is a church that's interdenominational, like I said earlier, and we believe in praying in the Holy Ghost. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are some churches that don't put an emphasis on that. They have an emphasis on something else God has said. That's fine. Everybody say, that's okay. We're not here to try to compare ourselves in the earth to what other people do. We're here to compare ourselves, the Bible says, to what God says we're supposed to do. And so in this church, we felt a real urgency to talk about this for the next few weeks. It's a good word, honey. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at the book of John chapter 5. Jesus is is, excuse me, God is spirit, and God does everything by his spirit. Jesus talked about that in John chapter 4, and then in John chapter 5, in verses 19 and 30, we're going to be reading here, then Jesus responded and said, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. And then in verse 30, 
It says, I can of myself do nothing, but as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not speak my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. In other words, the, the Son of God said he could do nothing unless he saw and heard from the Father what to do and how to, how to respond. Well, that's the same thing for you and I. God wants to speak to each and every one of us and show us what he wants us to know. He will never leave us without showing us what to do. And we're in a period of time now where if you're not, I believe responsibilities for all of us are increasing. And the more they increase, and they will continue to increase, the more time you need to spend alone with the Holy Spirit. It seems like what some people do, and I have to fight for this myself, the more responsibilities increase, the more I have to fight for my time alone with the Holy Spirit so I will know what God is speaking to me. Otherwise, I'll take charge, I'll make my own decisions, and all of of us who want to lift their hand can say, did that, wasn't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let, how many of you would like yeah. to do that and say, you know what, I've been in charge, he's been in charge, it's far better that he's in charge. And it's very, very easy to do. Jesus said in, uh, in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 11, I believe it was, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. What the Holy Spirit is showing you is not pressuring you and making you anxious. What the world is doing is pressuring you and making you anxious. What your mind is capable of doing is doing that, but never the Holy Spirit. Wherever the presence of the Holy Spirit is, the power of God will be there, the peace of God will be there, and we don't have to try to manufacture the fruit of the Spirit. We will have the fruit of the Spirit when the Holy Spirit is present. We don't have to really work at it because it's God who does it. And how many of you know when God does things, they're done perfectly and they're done well. Yep. And sometimes we, we don't always want to wait for that timing of God or we hear things and we try to do them in our own strength. I was thinking of the probably the ultimate that Jesus did was in the garden when he said, uh, Father, not my will but yours be done. And so what he was yielding to was whatever the father said, not necessarily what he felt. He asked that if it was possible that the cup would pass from him. And I know in the leading of the Holy Spirit, oftentimes when the Holy Spirit speaks in our natural mind, it can bring a, a fear or a, an anxious thought of, well, how would we do that? Well, what's, what's that mean? And it says in the last days in, in Matthew 24 that men's hearts will fail them for fear. I believe the Holy Spirit's showing people lots of things, but I also believe that people who hear those things oftentimes say, oh, I don't want to believe that's the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't want that. Uh, and, and instead of seeking God what to do about that, because God does warn, but he warns his people so that we can do something about it. Everybody say, I can do something about it. You know, there, there's an opportunity to pray. There's an opportunity to stand in the gap for somebody. Maybe the Holy Spirit shows you things in people's lives. That's not so we can know what other people are doing. It's so we can stand the gap and be who we need to be for that person. And it isn't always easy. Everybody say easy. How many of you like the easy way? And people think sometimes the Holy Spirit, if it's the Holy Spirit, it's going to be easy. It's not always easy. 
you know, God will tell us things that are coming and they're not going to be easy. And we can go get behind me, Satan, you know, get the cross up, do everything we can. But it's not the devil. It's God warning. Everybody say warning. And so we're in a day where we need to recognize the warnings, but recognize that those warnings don't mean it's hopeless. It means there's things we can do, but we've got to know what the Holy Spirit is saying in that situation. So it's a day to want to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying, even if it's something that we'd rather not have to go through. You know, there's lots of things in the last 30 years of ministry that we've walked through that I would have rather gone another way. But through it, you know, it says we do go through the valley of the shadow of death. There's times where I felt like I was alone. That's why I I wanted us to learn that song, because I believe it's a song for where we are right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to know we're not alone. He is always with us. He's always speaking. But we have to acknowledge what he says and then find out what to do about it. That's a good word, honey. How many of you have a prayer journal that you faithfully write in every day and record what God shows you? If you don't, I encourage you to do this because as more and more responsibilities and decision-making comes your way, you will become stressed by all of the things that the world has to offer or you will understand like in the military. How many of you were ever in the military? When you were in the military, when you got up in the morning, you didn't, you were not asked what you would want to do today. You were given orders. And those orders were orders to help accomplish the mission. They were to help position you where you needed to be. And you didn't have to do a lot of thinking for yourself other than to follow the orders. And that if you followed the orders, it would go well with you. Benny Hinn wrote a book years ago called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And in this book, he talked about how every morning you should get up early and talk to the Holy Spirit and ask him what he wants you to know. My prayer journal next to the Word of God in the Bible is the most important thing in the world to me because it is what I think God is speaking to me so that I can focus and have almost what some people say is wrong or bad, but I think it's good, tunnel vision on the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying to me to concentrate on and to focus on and to think and to do. And this is how he's shown me to do it. Now, God loves us so much that he has a plan for each and every one of us. Tell your neighbor, he's got a plan for your life. Plan for your life. And that sometimes we spend our time trying to tell God all of the things we want him to know about us. He knows it all already. All of the things we need resolved and solved in our life. He knows it already. And I'm not saying you don't tell God things and pray and share those with him. But the most important thing, in my opinion, in your life and in my life and in the life of your children is what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? And in John chapter 16, verse uh, 13, you've heard this scripture before, I'm sure in this church, but I pray it will become revelation to you because this is how God wants you to live your life. When the Holy Spirit of truth has come, 
He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to show you how to live your life. Can you say amen? amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, that's a good thing. And, and the, instead of thinking for ourselves and trying to have understanding and all of these things that can come, and uh, you know, this is my own personal opinion, but I believe that people who will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit will not be anxious, will not be stressful, and will not be fretful, and will not have all the junk of the world on them, but they will say, I know what God has spoken to me, and that's what I'm going to pursue. And when I look back at some of these things in my prayer journal, the beginning of this year, the most important priority for you this year is to hear my voice, my direction, my timing. There are going to be many decisions to make, and the leading of my spirit is what you must know, and I will show you how to implement my will in every decision. That has kept me strong all year long, and yep. that's the way God wants us to live our life. We've had to have answers. How, how many of you have had to have answers? And, and I believe we're going to have to have more answers, yep. and I believe, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, there, the unexpected is going to come. So expect it, but be ready. And that's knowing what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because when the unexpected comes, yeah. uh, how many of you wish you could call somebody? <laughs> but it's like there's no way to call at that moment. Why? Because God has put in you, if you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, and you have access to information instantly without your iPhone. Amen. That's right. Could I say that again? Yeah, say it. Without your iPhone or your, what's that other kind? Yeah, yeah. Android, that's the other one. I never, I always think of monsters when I hear that. But, but I'm just saying, I'm, now I have an iPhone. And Pastor Bill, you know, we like to take a ride. That's the, just what we do when we want to just have time to get away. We just ride in the car. And uh, he'll say to me, could you check this? Could you check that? I'm his secretary 24-7. And so I'm thankful for my iPhone because I can, you know, get right on now and get him his answers that he wants. But the answers you'll need in unexpected situations, and this is the reason you've not been there before. I've not been there before. None of us have been where this world is going right now. But God knows. And the Holy Spirit, that scripture says, will tell us things to come. And the good news with the Holy Spirit is he only communicates what God is saying, yeah. not what you heard somebody else say. How many of you have ever tried to quote what somebody else said, and that just really got you in trouble? No, it's what the Holy Spirit is saying for that situation. You know, and, and I want to encourage all of you real quickly, um, and this wasn't really part of the message, but if you have young people, teach them the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Teach them about the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, my husband husband, he prays in the spirit all the time. And our grandchildren have been through many times in the car with him, you know, wondering what he's doing. I think Molly the other day told him that is weird, but you know, no, no, uh, no. she asked me, she said, what is that? Yeah. And then he told her and she, and he said, well, you could do this. She said, no, 
it's weird. But, you know, and then we've had others that, you know, uh, Daniel, when he was young, he'd love to go with Pop. And he would talk about when he prays like that. There would be a peace that would come, you know, and he recognized, he recognized that. When my middle son was eight years old at First Assembly, they taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Matt came out of that class and says, look, Mom, what I can do. And he started praying in the Holy Ghost. And I was so excited, you know, because he experienced something. Now, he was just excited. He had no clue what he had. You know, he missed all the what it was about, but he was really glad he could do it because nobody else could. And so, you know, that, 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 uh, spirit of God does no age. And so if the heart is open and they receive, it just is there. And so I, I encourage you, it's very important that children connect to what the spirit of God wants for them. How many of you know people, even maybe yourself today that are doing something you don't even like, but you're doing it because somebody said, this is where you'll make money or this is where you'll get what you want. Instead of somebody saying to you, what's the Holy Spirit want you to do with your life? I think that's a real good question for young people to begin to have to figure out with God, not, not with you telling them, but Hey, God knows what you're supposed to be and you're going to be everything God's called you to be, but you need to hear from the Holy spirit. Everybody say the Holy spirit and you teach them that it's not Casper, the friendly ghost. At least that's not on anymore, but you know, everybody used to think it was a ghost. He's the third person of the Trinity. He has a voice. He is another part of who God is. That's what Pastor Billy Joe used to say when he was a young Methodist boy. And uh, he and Or Roberts and others liked them by praying in the Spirit, praying with the understanding, entering into the Spirit, staying in the Spirit, build a major university that's impacted the world. Billy Joe has gone on to be with the Lord, but is impacting the world through his ministry still. And he would tell us when he'd preach on the Holy Spirit, he'd say, when I was a Methodist boy, we only heard about the Holy Spirit, and every time I heard, or Holy Ghost, and every time I heard about the Holy Ghost, all I thought about was Casper the Friendly Ghost. How many of you remember Casper the Friendly Ghost? You, you're getting some age on you, too. And, uh, uh, and, and that's what he always used to talk about, and he said, then I found out the real Holy Ghost. See, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So the more we have to increase our faith to believe beyond where we've been, then the more we have to be meditating the Word of God. And while I know it's talking about meditating the written Word of God, it's talking about the current manna of God also. Not just pulling a scripture out of here and saying, I'm going to stand on that scripture. But the Holy Spirit will reveal to you things that you need to know. The Holy Spirit revealed to me several years ago when I was going through some health challenges that what was wrong with me. And I thought, well, that's weird. I, I want to proclaim faith and I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, but I also know my body's not lining up with that. Have you ever had something like that, that you're trying to make this thing happen, but the Holy Spirit is showing you something over here. He's showing you how to make a correction, like a mid-course correction. You need to correct some things. And when I pray about this, I'm with the doctor and he's a wonderful, wonderful doctor. And he eventually got me with the person who really and truly helped me. So this doctor was really a great doctor. But when I was talking to him, I said, I think I know what's wrong. I believe the Holy Spirit has shown me. Well, they look at you with a funny eye, like not only do I need to work with you, but I need some, uh, you know, maybe mental health for you too. So that, that type. But, but, but anyway, through a long series of events, they finally got me the right doctor. I thought the Lord showed me I had a problem with my pancreas. Now, part of me wanted to fight hearing that. 
and, re and speak the word. And part of me wanted to entertain the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense to all of you? In other words, I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit what seems to contradict the word of God, but the Holy Spirit never contradicts the word of God. The Holy Spirit confirms the word of God. So what am I going to do? Well, maybe there is something that needs to be fixed. And they eventually got me to a doctor, and the doctor said, you have a problem with your Holy Spirit. Holy <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't always come out quite that's right. right. That's why I have you up here. Yeah, that's right. Let's, go back, to, let's go back to the bathroom and the bath. That was <laughs> Anyway, so so we're, so so what what happens was he says you have a problem with your pancreas. He's like I knew I had a problem. God already told me that. And then they say all you need to do is take enzymes. So I take enzymes now. My pancreas works. Now, do I want to take enzymes the rest of my life? Yes, if that's going to help my pancreas work. <laughs> but we believe for healing. But what if we just that's said right. no? That we we don't receive that. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the body of Christ running around not receiving things that are really God showing the them to try to help them get out of their mess. Yeah. But we're supposed to get out of the mess, but we have to recognize that could be true. Yeah. You know, like God said to me, stop eating biscuits. I'm trying. God didn't say try. He said stop. So, you know, every time I eat a biscuit, I think, ooh, this is a lot of fat grams, a lot of fat grams. A lot of, because now what? I can go get behind me, Satan. Or, Bill, pray over this so those won't get me. How many of you know that's a not a good prayer? Well, so uh, there's more serious things coming. More serious things coming. They're going to be told to you about your children, about their friends, about things that are happening to your children that you know nothing about, that they're afraid to tell you about. And I believe I'm speaking by the Spirit, and everybody needs to be listening. And if we're not listening, it's going to be critical to their future. I was, uh, I was asked Alec, uh, Jen, and Brad's son, who just had back surgery, if I could share this. But in a men's meeting back in the spring, he was at that meeting with his father. He's 13 years old, and he heard God speak to him in his spirit. And he told his dad what God told him. It was about his future. And so Brad said, let's write it down. And he wrote it down, and he asked if he could give it to my husband. Uh, you know, my husband said, this young man hears from God. Yeah. He's yeah. hearing from God. Yeah. So when he had to have back surgery in order to put a rod in his back to straighten his back, he could have said, oh, well, you know, I'm never going to do anything for God because this is wrong with me. And all that. But he, he released his faith. Everybody say faith. faith. And he knows that if he's got that future, his back being fixed is to get him where he's going. Yeah. So right. it's all right. Fix my back. Yeah. I can deal with that because yeah. I have faith. Everybody say faith. in yeah. where I'm going. And it did not become a negative. It became a positive. And I believe that young man will have a testimony because he has had a lot of attacks against his health, but his mother and dad have taught him and he now is using his faith. They're using theirs, but he is using his faith. Everybody say ever increasing. If he's using his faith at 13, think what he'll be at 18. Think what he'll be at 24. Don't tell me we don't have a generation that's coming. There is a generation that's yeah, coming. That's right. And they do know that's the right. word of God and they do know the Holy Spirit. And we have a responsibility to say that's good. 
That's not, that's okay. And we continue to do that with our children, our grandchildren. God is on the move with these young people. I believe that, honey. And, and God, by his spirit, knows what needs to be done in the world, in America, in Lafayette, Tippecanoe County. And the Holy Spirit is here working and living in us and, and, and giving us the unction to know what our part to play. We're like a team. We're like a football team. 11 people on the field, and all of us have an assignment. No one is more important than the other, but you have an assignment. We have an assignment corporately in this church, a sovereign assignment to the Sudan. And we're going to go over there, and we're going to continue to do the things we're doing over there. We're going to see that. Pastor Stanley, when I got this thing by the Spirit about this rice manufacturing type assembly plan or whatever, I shared it with Stanley. He got so excited. He's out looking for land right now, and he's and he's believing to find people over there to help him build the building. And I wanted to say, slow down, Stanley. I don't even know what we're doing yet, other than this is just what God told me, but it propelled him to get excited to start moving out on that whole thing. And I don't even have the understanding, but I know what God said. I know what I heard. Tell your neighbor, you know what you heard. You know what you heard. heard. And if you're not a newborn Christian, you're smart enough now to realize that was from the devil. I cast that out. I'm not listening to that. That was from God because it lines up with the word of God and it exalts the name of Jesus. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Pam just said that, Romans 10, 17. So you have to have before you all the time, what is it that's going to give me more faith, increase faith to do this next thing because I don't have enough money to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the understanding how to do it. But if it's an assignment from God, I will do it. Matter of fact, let's all say it. If it's an assignment from God, if it's an assignment from God, I will do it. Will Tell your neighbor, I will do it. I will do it. When, jo- when, when uh, Joshua came to Jericho, uh, he, he was a fighting man of God. He understood warfare. He understood how to kill people to get the job done. And he had all of these trained men. And he comes to Jericho and he hears from the Spirit of God. And God says, Joshua, you are going to march around the city. You're going to be quiet. Here's how you're going to organize. And you're going to do it seven days. And on the seventh day, you're going to march around there seven times. And then at the end of that march, you're going to shout. And all of those unpenetrable walls, did I pronounce that right? That's pretty good. Unpenetrable walls, I shouldn't have tried it the second time, (laughs) are going to fall down. That took faith. Can you imagine that? To say that wall is going to fall down. I'm just going to shout and the trumpets are going to... And and that faith, though, that he had of the previous battles that had built his faith and the victory after victory after victory after victory that he had had built his faith to a level he could do whatever God said. That's where we're going to have to be, honey. Yeah. And the... strategies of God are not like we always knew before. Yeah. Oh, this is how we always do it. I don't believe it's going to be this is how we always do it. You know, I was uh, woke up the other morning and it was, I don't know, about 6.30 and uh, I was thinking about uh, college and career age people, young people, 18 to 25 or 30. And uh, I don't know why I just, they were just on my heart and suddenly I saw this big safe, you know, like a, a safe you store money in and and I saw it and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me uh reach out to those young people and and call it the safe place and put this safe as the centerpiece of that ministry 
And I'm thinking, but I'm old. I'm not allowed, you know, I'm not really, I'm too old to speak to college age. I felt like God really chastised me. Not that I'm the one to do it, but he said, your age has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the spirit of God. And so, you know, don't, don't be thinking on yourself. Think about what I'm telling you. And then he said, and you tell them inside that safe is every dream, every plan, every purpose yeah. that I have for their life. Yeah. And if they want to, they can open that safe. It all depends on them because they are the only one yeah. who has the combination. Yeah. Wow. I was so excited. So I ran and told it to my, my college age granddaughter, who's just a freshman. And as I begin to tell it to her, now she comes on Wednesday nights because she works on Sundays, but she comes on Wednesday nights. She and Weston Peter are the only two young people their age sitting here in this conver- congregation. And you're their friend, Sharon. You and Jr. Are, are their friends. They, that's what they tell me. We're going to be like them when we grow up, she says. But anyway, Annabelle was sitting there last week when we were sharing on The Voice. And I said, Annabelle, the reason you don't have a boyfriend and all these things going on in your life is because God has something for you. And he's trying to, he's trying to show you. Yep. And so I was out at their house and she was sitting on the counter and I began to share this with her. And I got to the part about the safe. And I said, and God show me, Annabelle. He said that the safe, the only one, and she jumps up and she goes, the only one with the combination is us, me. <laughs> and I thought, Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost speaks. And young people know you to know he speaks. Yeah. I was so excited that she was yeah. excited because I knew it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit that caused her to jump up. And so all those years of praying in tongues when they think you're weird, keep doing it. Yeah. Because they eventually are connected yeah. to what God is doing. And they have to know. Yeah. How many of you as parents try to tell your kids what's right? How many of you got, you know, maybe, maybe you got maybe 50%. I'm telling you, when God speaks to some young person's heart, we need to be there to say, that's God and let's go for it. I'll get my faith with yours and let's do what you see. Let's see what God will do for you because it's true. God will do it. And there's no more sure thing in the world than knowing that God said, and he's with me and I'm going to do this. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's a good word, honey. And when you get that word from the Lord and you begin to share it with others, you will hit on somebody who's already excited in that arena, but they just needed somebody to put it in them. I remember when we announced about the Sudan, a Brad came to me and he said, I want to go. I said, as a young man, God told me I'm going to minister in the Sudan. And it just created within him a recall back to where he had been years ago of what God had put in him. Turn to your name and tell him, God's put something in you already. God's put something in you already. Now, I want to read this to you real quickly before we uh, pray and close here, but it's in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Uh, uh, We walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you do things that you do not wish. If you want to take care of your flesh, walk in the spirit. Don't be concerned about all the things your flesh wants to do, because you'll go nuts over those things. Just start walking in the realm of the spirit, and you will not ever fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's just a fact. And then in verse 24 and 25, those who are in Christ have crucified uh, the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And then when you drop down there into Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, don't be conceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit, the Holy Spirit, will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Say, that's me. That's me. And let us... 
not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You will always reap the fruit of the promises of God if you don't give up along the way, honey. Yeah, and that's why that song, Never Once, everybody say never once. You need to really get that in your heart. Never once did I ever walk alone. Never. Never once. Never once will you ever walk alone when Jesus lives in your heart. And these are the three things that are your responsibility, and it's important. They're very basic. You know them. Number one, know what God is saying by his spirit. Number two, know God's timing. And number three, just do it. Number one, know what God is saying by the spirit. Number two, know God's timing. And number three, just do it. What if I fail? What if you don't? Yeah. What if you succeed? And besides that, if you learn from all of your failures, most of you should be brilliant by now. Let's all stand. <laughs> we are glad that you are here today, but I want to ask you the most important question that you will ever answer in your life, and then Pastor Pam's going to pray for you. But as we're bowed in prayer, do you know without any doubt, without any hesitation, without any reservation, that if you died today, you would be in heaven? Maybe you're here and you've never acknowledged Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never asked him to come into your heart and take control of your life, forgive you of all of the sin. Or maybe you're here and you're like a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter. You know that you have walked away from the things of God. The good news is God still loves you. And all over this church, if I've described you and you'd say, Pastor, I know my life is not right with God, I'm going to ask you just to lift your hand. And we're going to pray for you. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.